Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Jocks of All Trades podcast. It is Wednesday, which means we are doing Armchair GMs, the show that will bring you to a fantasy championship in your league, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Won't guarantee anything, but we're, we're uh, pretty solid on, on things that we know. Um, that being said, let us go ahead and jump right into Jocks grades for the week. Um, Kyle, who's our A? Our A and our B, actually, are two guys that have kind of disappointed us, I think. Our A, Patrick Mahomes, 46 points. No more disappointment from him. He put up five touchdowns this week. Um, really good to see that from him. Um, he kind of was just chucking it up, but, you know, Kelsey came down with it. Uh, his running back came down with it. That was a great play if you wanted to watch that. So 46 points. I'm sure he definitely won. Uh, he probably carried your team if you had him. So that was good to see from Patrick Mahomes. 46.24 points. And our B, Stephon Diggs. Fantasy-wise, he was just kind of – he was meh. Like, from where, where he was drafted, I drafted him pretty early. Um, I mean, what his ADP was probably was – you know, around the second, third round, that's where I drafted him. It's just been kind of, you know, average. But breaks out in a big way, 30.2 points. Uh, Diggs' owners are probably ecstatic about that. I know I am. And then hopefully he continues to put up around 20 a game. That would really help whoever had him. Uh, Brad, uh, I'm sure you like our C. Uh, who is our C for this week? Uh I will get to that. What's up, KDC Bull? Uh, thanks for hanging, man. You're like always here. Um, our C is my man, Mark Ingram. Uh, listen, Kamara was hurt, and they went next man up, and I really didn't expect them to do what they did next man up. But Mark Ingram had a solid 20.80 points. That uh, That's pretty tasty if, if you're picking up a backup and they're, they're dropping those kind of points. And, you know, the last time he had that kind of success, he was in a Saints uniform. So it's kind of fitting that we're going right back to this. Um, D, uh, I've, I was hot on him last year. I had him last year. I uh, liked him a lot, and he had a big game. I called it last week. I told a friend of mine in our league, uh, hey, pick up Ayuk, probably start him. And then this week he just kind of fell apart and had 5.60 points. Uh, granted, Debo Samuel was like the best thing on that yeah. offense. Hard to explain. And then uh, George Kittle was kind of the second option. So Ayuk is kind of like the third wheel kid, uh, which sucks, but uh, not surprising. And you know what, Kyle? I'm going to take F because every week, uh, every single week, my F is somebody from my team. And this week it was TJ Hawkinson who decided to just check out for the game. Like, I don't know what happened. Um, Jared Goff is a trash can. Yeah. Uh, that's but, oh, yeah, that's painful. Um, definitely, AJ Dillon, Montgomery. Definitely AJ Dillon. And I love Saquon. If you've watched the show, love Saquon to death. But I don't trust him. So I'd put AJ Dillon and, and David Montgomery in there if I was yeah. you. Dillon, I mean, you might think, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He'll pass the ball a ton. They are still pretty reliant on, on the on the run. So um, they run the ball quite a bit. You can't go wrong with that. And then David Montgomery, who's his team? Uh, Baltimore, I think. Baltimore's got a tough defense, but 
again, uh, they're not going to pass the ball a ton because Justin Fields is the quarterback and they want to give the running back the ball so they don't have all the pressure on him. Um, Montgomery's going to be used quite a bit. And, yeah, Hawkinson's killing everybody. That is Me too, buddy. For sure. Me too. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to Sleeper Seekers for last week. Uh, Kyle, were these your guys? Uh, these were my guys. Yep. So Elijah Moore, uh, I think most people saw this coming for a few weeks. Elijah Moore, 13.4 points. Not bad. Um, not a Stefan Diggs type game, but if he was your flex or if you're in a your, uh, 12 team league, that, that's a solid number from him, 13.4 points. I would think he is startable going forwards. Uh, mm-hmm. Next is Naeem Hines. He only had 4.9 points. Now, last week I did say not to start him, just pick him up. Um, so he's just kind of a keep him on your bench kind of guy. Um, Olamide Zacchaeus, I also told you not to start him. He had 4.2 points. That entire Falcons offense was just booty. Uh, so I don't know if you have any Falcons players. I know Kyle Pitts is still a really good play. Corderell starting to slow down a little bit. Um, Ridley's nowhere to be found still. And also, Russell Gage is kind of hit or miss. So the Falcons' offense is kind of kind of butt. Uh, Cole Komet, he was on a bye this week. I did pick him up in my league. Uh, I think he's a decent star. I had Dallas Goddard, and he's questionable with concussion. So I'm picking up Cole Komet to see what he's going to do this week. We'll uh, let you know next week how he does. Um, but I think he's due for a solid 10, 11 points. And lastly is Rashad Bateman, 14 points. That's a very good number for him. Um, he's getting more and more acclimated with the Ravens' offense. I'm pretty sure he's, at some point, going to be Lamar's favorite target. Um, so the more he keeps doing this, the more he gets acclimated with the offense, the more uh, Lamar trusts him. His points are going to keep going higher and higher and higher. And, um, yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be like a 30-point kind of game. Um, but I think a, a realistic number for him per week is probably around 16 to 18 I think you could definitely get that. So, um, um, guys, last week, yep. scarily enough, he might be the most consistent Ravens wide receiver. Yeah, I would agree with that. Watkins is always hurt. Um, Marquise Brown is boomer bust. Um, yeah, that one Andrews game, like, yeah, Andrews is always solid for them at, at tight end for sure. Um, Marquise Brown, though, I think that one week he dropped like three touchdown passes. Um, you know, and it's not every week he does that, but he, he just he, he's a big play guy, and those deep threats kind of guy, unless your name is Tyreek Hill, who gets the ball like every freaking play, that's just gonna happen for those deep threat guys. So, uh, Bateman for sure, he's he's gonna run a lot of routes over the middle, um, gonna run a lot of um posts and ends and just in the middle of the field. and. I think that's when Lamar scrambles around, like he's going to look for Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, I think. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so Kyle handled last week's. I am handling this week's sleeper seekers. Um, I always hate sleeper seekers at the end of the year because it's, it's at that point, unless you're actually competing and like going to be in the playoffs, it, it doesn't matter. That being said, though, uh, my first one, KDC Bull. Uh, is A.J. Dillon. Listen, Jones is likely going to be out. If Jones plays, it will be a miracle, and he'll be on a snap count anyways. Um, 
he did drop 26.80 when he relieved Jones. And he's sitting at RB30 right now. Not great. Not the best numbers ever. But, or, well, I'm saying, like, not best in being RB30. But 26, that's that's pretty good. If I remember correctly, that was better than McCaffrey last week. So if you're worried that they're not going to run the ball with A.J. Dillon, they drafted him pretty high for a reason. They're going to use him. They're going to use him a lot and often. Um, don't sleep on A.J. Dillon. Um, my second one, uh, listen, we're still trying to make sense of like a Derek Henryless backfield for the Titans. Um, I'm going to push my chips into the Donta Foreman pile. Uh, listen, AP did get a lot of touches, but he wasn't like he wasn't necessarily efficient. Um, Jeremy McNichols has kind of just been like a who I don't even know what to call him. He's just there. Um, so that leaves Dante Foreman. He led the backfield with 11 touches, and he was the most uh, useful out of the three of them. Um, do I think he's going to drop 15 to 20 points? No. Um, do I think I would start him this week? No. But when they get into that situation, look, the Titans are not scary in their pass game. They're not. You have A.J. Brown. List me anyone else on that team that's terrifying as a deep threat or even as a ball catcher. There's nobody. Uh, and that's that's the quick and truth answer to it. Uh, if Julio was healthy, maybe. But Julio hasn't even been all that even when he has been on the field. Um, so you know that they're going to look to rush the ball quite a bit. No, you're not going to have a Derrick Henry two out of that backfield, but I feel like Dante Foreman is the best bet out of the three of them. Uh, could be wrong. What do you think, man, before I move on? No, I mean, it seems like he's the best bet going forward. He is a bigger back. Um, AP is on his literally last legs. Like He doesn't have much going. Um, McNichols, like I said before, I think last week, like he was never expected to be counted on. Uh, not the foreman though was like pretty sure he was like a third or fourth round pick. Like at one point when he's on the Texans, like a lot of people were like, you know, they liked him and they thought he'd be a, a integral piece moving forward, but he got in trouble and, and stuff happened. So talent wise, like I think foreman's probably it, the guy. Um, again, you just don't know if I'd like to see what would happen if he had more than 11 touches. Like I'd like to see what would happen if he could get 20 carries a game, you yeah. know? Um, because he is kind of a bruiser, and sometimes those bruisers they wear people down. So, as you hear us, yeah, I'd like to see him with more touches. So, yeah, um, moving on, uh, a wide receiver to kind of be looking out for. I'm not going to say that he's going to be the best one there. Um, Kendrick Bourne, uh, and, and I hesitate to say this, and I'll tell you why. Um, he had 24 points against Cleveland, awesome, that's terrific, good for you. However, uh, and he is look like the be- looking like the best receiver in New England. Not a doubt. Here's the problem. His fantasy points are so freaking touchdown, like, Dependent. needy. And, like, you need him to have a touchdown. That's kind of a terrifying, like, week-to-week start. Um, I think I would trust him more in matchups, especially teams that are terrible with pass defense. He'll have a better matchup there. Now, granted, Mac Jones is going to throw the ball. Uh, Belichick's not stupid. He's got a bunch of running backs to bail him out, but primarily it's looked like they want to run the ball or or pass the ball. I'm sorry. Um, So I I wouldn't count out a receiver in new England, but it's been a hard, like 
couple weeks to determine who the big guy is going to be. And he spreads it around. Huh? He spreads it around. Like that's what yeah. the Patriots do. There's not one guy on that offense that like it's, you know, it's not like it's a uh, Devonta Smith situation with the Eagles when it's like literally their only receiver, or you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. it's guys that just can do a little bit of everything, but the game plan isn't sold to one guy. So yeah, yeah, it's very he's very boomer bust. I picked him up probably about five weeks ago. Had him on my on my bench for a few weeks. Didn't really do much. Got rid of him. So um, that kind of guy. So. Yeah, uh, let's let's continue the Patriots' love for a minute. Uh, Hunter Henry is also on here. Um, he's sitting at tight end four. Crazy. He is he is a massive touchdown machine. He had nineteen point seven zero points against Cleveland. That's uh, that was better than Hawkinson. Uh, <laughs> joke, joke. Uh, but you know, at least we know he's going to get the ball his way, which is yeah. my problem with Hawkinson right now. Um, so Hunter Henry, I'd start him, honestly. Like, there's no reason not to, unless you have like Travis Kelsey. Then right. by all means, keep Travis Kelsey. Or if you have Mark Andrews, keep Mark Andrews. But Hunter Henry is good. I would run with Hunter Henry and be fine with it. Let's go numbers three here and go with Mac Jones too. Uh, he had 25.92 against Cleveland. It was just like a, a feast day for the Patriots. Um, he's averaging 16.32. Granted, that's not explosive but you have to factor in he had a couple games where he was still trying to figure out the league figure out the pace figure out the game plan all that stuff ever since then i'd say what like week four he really started to turn on and then he hasn't really turned it off since um he's he's not going to be a qb1 in one week but he will be consistent points and um, Kyle and I may disagree with this, and I know a lot of uh, Twitter analysts disagree with this, but I think consistency is the essence of fantasy football. Um, if you find someone that is incredibly consistent, they are better than somebody that's extremely boom or bust. Even if that boom is 41 points, I don't care. I'd rather take the consistency. Um, so that being said, uh, look at Hunter Henry, Mac Jones, uh, Kendrick Bourne, I would list as like my third option out of those three players. Like you can't get those two pick up Kendrick Bourne and then just kind of play around with them on your bench. Um, but I mean, what do you think about the Patriots? They're like actually fantasy relevant. Yeah. I'm starting Mac Jones and Hunter Henry in the same, uh, on the same team in your league this week. So yeah. we'll come back next week and see if, uh, it paid off or didn't. So yeah. Um, and, and the last one, uh, Jamal Agnew. Whoa, what? I don't, I don't get it. Are, are they trying to copy Atlanta and have like a Corderell esque like player? Like, I don't I think Urban Meyer is just desperate at this point to get anything. Um, Agnew was kind of a corner safety kind of returner kind of guy for a while, and now he's playing offense on Jacksonville. It's just weird. Um, they have LaVisca Chenault. You know, James Robinson's a little banged up right now, but he's still good. Like, guaranteed, even if Travis Etienne was healthy, they'd probably still be doing this with Joel Agnew. Um, I think I think Urban Meyer in the offense is desperate for some playmaking ability, um, even though I think they have some already. So, um, yeah, I don't know what kind of touches he gets per week. I think it's just kind of, like, <laughs> random for them. But yeah. – um. Yeah, it could, in a in a quick pinch if you need someone, you know, I, I'd rather play him maybe than like a guy like um. 
I don't know, Jalen Rieger, you know, or something like that. Um, or I don't know. It just seems like he's a very boomer bust kind of guy. Depends but, on how deep your league is, basically. Yeah. Um, that being said, that is all of my sleeper seekers for this upcoming week. Um, I'm expecting most of them to not blow up this week, but maybe they will in the future. Uh, again, sleeper seekers is just hard to give you because you're not going to pick up a Michael Pittman off of the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. it's just hard. Um, but we'll tell you people to either buy into or sell on with Jock or Joke. Um, I'm going to start it out hot. Uh, if you heard me talk and Jock talk yesterday, if you follow our podcast and listen to every show, if you do, you're getting a gold star from me. Send me your email address or, or your uh, home address, and I'll email you a golden sticker. Seriously. Um, but the first one is Cam Newton, man. Uh, is Cam Newton a jock or a joke? I, I, I will say I'm tired of hearing I'm back, so that's my thought. But Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a joke, I think. Uh, I think he's projected around 20 this week. Like I can't, I'm not gonna recommend you picking up, picking him up and starting him. Like I think you need to see what they're gonna do with him for these couple of weeks. If they're gonna run the ball a lot with him, you know, and um, if they get a good mix in with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, those guys, then maybe. Um, but look at the Patriots when he was with them. Um, it was just very much a running first kind of team, running first quarterback. And at times that got him a lot of points. But then once they couldn't run the ball, well, you know, they had no weapons. So it was just, you know, airmail or a throw in the dirt or incomplete pass. and It wasn't productive. So we'll see what the Panthers do with him. Um, I'm hoping it's a mix. And if it comes to fruition where he – runs the ball a little bit, and then passes the ball to his decent playmakers, then maybe I'll retract my statement. But for right now, I think he's a joke. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, I, I hate saying this, but Tua Tungavaloa, is he a jock or a joke, man? Um, well, I, I, I don't think we have this out in the uh, stratosphere at all still, but a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I did say Tua was going to be a bust. Now, I'm not going to say that right now. Like, I'm not going to say he is for sure a bust because I'm not going to do that. But I'm, I'm throwing that out there. Um, he just can't stay, can't stay on the field. I, re- I really thought he'd, he could be. If he was healthy, he could be, and a lot of people thought this, he could be a Russell Wilson type of quarterback. But the mobility just isn't there. The durability isn't there. I don't even think the arm talent is quite there right where it needs to be. Um, so if he's healthy, I, I think he is a good player. Um, but he's just never going to be fantasy relevant, I don't think. So and, unfortunately, I'll say joke. And I think a lot of that rests on he doesn't have an O-line. No, their O-line is pretty bad. So he's getting whacked constantly. Yeah. I think if he wasn't, I don't think he would have as many injury problems. But I agree. Coming back from the injury that he had at Alabama was like a miracle to begin with. Um, I didn't think he should have gone that high, um, and especially not to a garbage fire of a team. Uh, That being said, um, I have a a dual question for you here. Um, 
Wayne Gallman and Mike Davis, are they jocks or are they jokes? Well, considering Mike Davis has about 17 points in his last four games, I'm going to go joke. Um, he started off pretty well. I think he played the Eagles the first game. Yeah, he averaged about like 12 the first five games. That's, that's decent. Um, but now that Corderell has become a little bit more active and Wayne Gallman's there, and then the Falcons just can't really do much on offense. It's they're both they're both jokes. I think, man, I really hope I have at least one jock in here. Uh, I think I do, but yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna say uh, joke for I him as well. I added a lot of players that I'm seeing being added that I didn't like, so it might actually there might not be no jocks in here. Uh, next is Robbie Anderson. Uh, he finally had a decent game with Cam Newton. Uh, but does that make him a jock or a joke? You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go jock on this one. Robbie Anderson was pretty darn good in fantasy last year, if we remember. Um, and who was your quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. So it's funny that Sam Darnold can't, couldn't find him at all, or maybe it's not funny. Maybe Sam Darnold's just really that bad. Um, but Rob Anderson is still a deep play threat. Like I said before, with um, like a Marquise Brown type, like kind of boom or bust. So I think Cam Newton's going to give him more chances than Sam Darnold ever did. Um, I think they're going to game plan for him more, especially if, like I said, running the ball becomes more and more of their um, forte. Then play action bombs that that could very well um, help out Robbie Anderson. So I'm gonna say Jock. I think his fantasy value will rise, especially because they play Washington, Miami, Atlanta, and then New Orleans. Surprisingly, is also pretty bad against the pass in fantasy. And Tampa Bay, their whole secondary is out, and they play them twice as well. So um, if he's on the waiver wire, I'm sure he's not, but if he is, like, maybe it's worth picking him up. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Dawson Knox is my next one. Um, and I was confused by his, like, point outage last week because the Bills' offense went off, went off last week. Yeah. And it felt like he was the only person that didn't benefit from that. So is that an outlier or is he is he a jock? I think he's a jock. Um, he was hurt for a few weeks, and if the Jets was his first game back, um, I'll give him a little bit of a pass. I think you'll start to see him, you know, get back to fantasy relevance here. Um, but if he's on your team, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a for sure start. Like some of those guys that are, that are coming back from injury, like Chris Carson. I think he's soon back, but I'm not going to play him right now because, you know, I want to see if he gets on the field, if he can stay on the field, if they get him a lot of touches. So uh, maybe I'd wait another week on Dawson Knox. But if you're desperate, you could start him. He only got one target last week, so that's not great. But. No. Well, so did Hawkinson. The only difference is yeah. Dawson Knox caught his. Um, um, last one of this list. Uh, he just got cut from the Ravens, which I don't understand why, because we don't have any running backs still. But we cut Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I already know what you're going to say, but jock or joke? 
time to retire. That's what yeah. I think. Yep. I think he's uh I think he's done. Had a good career and then wanted out from the Steelers and then he got his way and then he became crap. So and then he went to the Jets, the Chiefs, then the Ravens. And mm-hmm. on the Chiefs, he had the audacity to call Andy Reid a garbage coach. So I thought he was retired when he said that. So <laughs> the fact that he still played was a miracle. Um, anyhow, uh, that has been Jocker Joke. Hopefully you are avoiding some of these players or maybe buying into some of these players this week. Um, let us move on to trade bait. Um, I did running backs. We haven't done running backs for a while, but I feel like running backs are so, 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 so important for the late half of the season. Um, and I picked three guys that either have been injured or are injured currently because sometimes that's the way to make a sell, sell something, hope they come back by the playoffs and then they just beat the crap out of teams for you. Um, let's start with quarter Patterson. Um, took an ankle injury that's never good for a running back, first of all. Um, but those ankle injuries only might last like two or three weeks, um, which if you're going to the playoffs, it'd be nice to have a running back that's kind of been on fire week to week. Um, would you trade for Cordero Patterson? And uh, let's just leave it at that. Would you trade for him? If I had him, I would trade him away. Um these last few weeks, this whole year, really, Cordell Patterson's value has never, ever, ever been higher, and I don't think it'll reach that again. Like he had, he's had such a good fantasy year and a very unique year for the Falcons that like they could game plan him next year into the offense, but like, will they? I don't know. I mean, they got Kyle Pitts in year two. Ridley will be back. I'm sure they're gonna have some high picks with probably a receiver thrown in there, hopefully another running back. You know what I mean? So, like – A quarterback. Uh, a new quarterback. Um, so, if you're in a keeper league, um, if you do trades with draft picks, um, I would consider trading away Cordero Patterson see if you can get something good for next year. Um, you know, I think so, because, like, again, I don't think his, his stock will ever be higher than what it has been. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, here's another one for you, just because of the success of Daryl Williams. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's projected to come back this week, but it's not a, a done deal. Mm-hmm. Um, are we trading for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, or are we trading him away? Trade for him, I think. I think this is one of those um, – by low kind of candidates. Um, the Chiefs desperately need a running game. And Williams has been decent for them, but I think Clyde Edwards Lair is just better, especially out of the backfield too. Um, even though he did moss a dude last week. But I think the Chiefs O line from this offseason, they got a lot of good pieces there. It's just they never have gelled yet. Um, so I think, you know, as week goes Week by week by week, they're going to get a little bit better. And especially if Pat Mahomes' arm comes alive and that offense, you know, comes to what we know them to be. Um, I think Hilaire will just go right back in, probably get like 15 carries a game for 70 yards and like five catches for 20 yards and maybe a touchdown, which will put his total around like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's uh, pretty, pretty consistent for him. Um, so if you can get a good deal on him, I would trade for him. Yep. Yeah. 
Here's the next one. Uh, I have him. It's not why I'm asking, um, but because I've heard a lot of trade rumors of people trying to get him. Uh, I'm trying to trade him, and we're trying to figure out what his value is now. Um, he was hurt for a long time, but Christian McCaffrey has come back and killed it because, I mean, the Panthers literally don't have anything else. Um, are you worried about him getting hurt again? Yeah, I would trade away um, Christian McCaffrey. I just can't really trust him anymore. Like this year, if I had the first overall pick, McCaffrey was there, I probably would have, you know, debated on taking it. Like I probably, I probably would have, you know. But next year, if he's if he's projected in first round, and I have picks, you know, one through, <laughs> I don't know, probably even any first round pick, I'd be like, eh, no, I just can't trust him. So um, I would trade him away. One, Panthers are just in a flux of who the heck is is their quarterback going to be for the future. Number two, their O line's kind of shoddy. Number three, he can't stay on the field. So no, he's turning into Todd Gurley. Yeah. So um, I would trade. I would trade him away if possible. Sweet. I got one more for you, and I forgot to write it, and it popped in my head while we were sitting here. Uh, Chris Carson. Are we trading for Chris Carson, or, or trading Chris Carson away? I would trade for him. I think it's another like Clyde Edwards Hilaire kind of thing. Um, I have him on IR in my league, so I'm just waiting for him to come back because he's always when I've had him, he's always just been consistent. You know, he's never the type of guy to put up 40 a game, th- even 30 a game, but he's he's always getting the ball, always getting touches, and um, getting sometimes a couple touchdowns, sometimes one touchdown. But like he puts up touchdowns, he puts up points every week. It's a shame he got hurt. Um, you know, next year, <laughs> I don't even know if Russell Wilson will be on the team. So his, his value might, you know, keep getting lower. But um, the last few years, I, I've loved Chris Carson. I'm a big Chris Carson fan for fantasy. Um, so maybe he can help you at the end of this year. Um, I would I would trade for him. Yeah. Um, that is our trade bait for this week. Uh, let's scooch on over to Nightmare on Jock Street. Um, Kyle, I'm not going to pull the punches today. Um, I've usually been a little soft on, uh, teams in, uh, uh, nightmare. However, the Falcons whole entire offense sucked Sunday. Not oh, they didn't play too great. Sucked. Could not put up any points against the Cowboys. Any of them single at all. This includes Pitts. This includes whatever receiver it is now. This includes Patterson, Davis, Gallman, Ryan, everybody. Everybody is on fire. Like uh, you're you're sitting in the hot seat. Um, am I gonna wake up from this at all? That was atrocious. I started Matt Ryan as like a desperation play. Yeah, I saw that. Six two points. I feel bad Point for you. Six two. He cost me my entire game. Like, yep. even if Hawkinson had zero, if he at least had, like, 15, I would have survived. But yeah. he got nothing. Um, am I waking up from this nightmare, man? Uh, I don't think so. The Falcons are uh, horrendous. Josh Rosen saw some time. If Josh Rosen steps on the field for your team, you know, like, you're done. Um, <laughs> that's really, really bad. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, I think he's going to be a stud for a long time, but that's literally the only guy they have. Um, it's really sad to see. They really need a, an influx of um, talent starting at the quarterback position. 
running back. They could use another receiver, O line, a defense, like everything besides tight end. Um, Arthur Smith has his work cut out for him. And uh, look at the Titans where they are without Arthur Smith. They're just fine. So maybe he won't be anything. Maybe. Uh, I had a thought while I was sitting here. Josh Rosen is just the LiAngelo ball of the NFL. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like nobody, nobody wants. Remember to. what he said when he was drafted? He was drafted like number eleven. He's like, all these guys in front of me are gonna. There were ten mistakes ahead of me. Ten mistakes. Nope. I mean, he can do what I can't do. I'm not like calling the guy crap or lazy or anything, but like, it's just funny, you know? Yeah, it was funny. He's yeah, he's a bust. Yeah, uh, really, really bad. Yep. He was even compared to Tom Brady a little bit coming out. And I want to find whoever did that because that's just – I don't like that. Nope, that's bad. Um, while he's looking for that, we are going to move on to Wheel of Fantasy. I can't keep this up while he does it because it messes up the screen. But just so you know where we're heading next. Um, yeah, Josh Rosen is just so bad. Yeah, no, but okay. Yeah, I picked up uh, Matt Ryan because Justin Fields was on a bye, and I'm like, well, I need to pick up a quarterback. And the, the week that I let go of Matt Ryan for Fields – was the week that he did really well. So I'm like, well, I'll just pick Matt Ryan back up and go with it. That was yeah, so bad. I thought that was a good play, especially against the Cowboys. I have um, had the worst luck this season in fantasy football, legitimately. Like, I have never felt more unlucky than I have this year. Yeah, um, your team is good, but, yeah. Something happens every week, so – um, at this point, hey, here's some advice for you. Uh, if you're not going to make the playoffs, uh, try some fire sales. Get some draft picks. Work on your team for next year. Yeah. Um, it, it won't hurt anything. Even if you trade like a, a, your seventh for someone else's fifth, that's still amazing value. Even if you're giving up like a, a, um, a Mark Andrews or, or a Travis Kelsey or whatever. Unless you're in a keeper league and you're not going to keep them, uh, sell them. I mean, heck, that's where I am with Devontae Adams. Like, I'll sell him and buy. <laughs> okay, so um, after he got drafted, you're right. He said there's like nine, ten picks ahead of me. It's all a mistake. Uh, then they asked him about his career goals. So this is what he said. So I want to be the winningest quarterback in NFL history. I want to win the most games, the most championships. I'd say six titles. But if Tom Brady gets six, I'll say seven. So... Do you think he remembers that and that his teammates remember that every time he walks into practice? I don't know. He, he had confidence, but I don't think it was confidence. I think it was arrogance. So um, it's it fun, though, because there's at least like one or two quarterbacks every year that I'm like, that come out that I'm like, okay, who's the next Johnny Manziel? Okay, who's the next Josh Rosen? Who's the next EJ Manuel? Because uh, there's so many. question before we start Wheel of Fantasy. Uh, how do we feel about Baker Mayfield as the Browns quarterback? Is he the answer? No. Um, like, he's not going to be a stud ever. I think he could take them to a championship game. I really do. Um, assuming their running backs are healthy, that mm-hmm. he's healthy, and they can repl- they can get another receiver out there. Because literally all they have Jarvis is Landry. Jarvis Landry, and he's a slot receiver. He- He's on the downslope of his career. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a big play threat, but he's not consistent. Um, 
if they can all get healthy, I think that is a, a good recipe for a winning team, for a good offense. Um, but is he worth $160 million over five years? No. The Browns trade for Kenny uh, Galladay this offseason. You heard it here first. Uh, wouldn't be the worst idea. Or Allen Robinson, that would be a good idea. That would be great if you can get him for without like giving up the hen house. Well, the Bears are pretty stupid, so they might be able to do that. That's entirely true. All right, let's do Wheel of Fantasy. Oh, who won last week? Probably oh, you. I, I did by like um, like four or five points I was off by, I think. That's not bad. Um, but yeah. I overshot a lot of players last week, so I kind of figured that might burn me. <clears throat> All right. Hang oh, on. It's not showing up quite yet. There we go. We got it. I'm going to pull up the app so I can see who's playing who. Okay. All right, Dallas Scotter. Um, if he plays this week, hope he does. Um, Gross. Dallas Goddard. Who does he play this week? The Eagles play the, the Saints. Saints. Okay. If he does play, I'm going to say 12. I'll yeah, give him 8. Okay. He, yeah, he's, he's not just, been good the past couple weeks. No, he... He is a good tight end, I fully believe that, but they just don't really look his way as often as they need to. So, Well, and he's not quite as threatening as Ertz was, so I get it. He's not the route runner that Ertz was, but I do believe he could be better with more targets, but they're just not there yet as, a, as an offense. Potato, um, tomato. Yeah. Oops. He's done. He's out. I forgot to get rid of him. We'll try it again. Actually, we'll we'll call that AJ Dillon. Um, yeah. Who do they play? Uh, Dillon plays Minnesota. I'm gonna stick with fifteen points. Okay, I'm gonna go eighteen. Um, and then we have Travis Kelsey. Mm, again, I got to see who's playing. I'm going to go a solid 20 on Kelsey. Oh, against the Cowboys, though? I don't know. I'll give Kelsey 18. Let's let's play it safe. Okay. Well, that'll be a good game. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that game. Let's see how my boy Micah Parsons does against him. That'll be a tough matchup. Okay. So JT. Jonathan Taylor, my boy, my first love. No, just kidding. Um, They play the Bills. Oh, that is a tough, tough matchup for him. I'll give him 16. I'll give him like right close to his projection, but I don't see a whole ton more than that. Yeah, I'm gonna go 17 on that. That's a that's a bad matchup. That's a real bad matchup. Yeah. I remember when we talked about uh, 
him versus I forget who was the other guy, but I remember we were doing the draft. We were calling each other, and I had Jonathan Taylor versus someone else, and I went back and forth on who to pick. I picked JT. I think David Montgomery. Come to think of it, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I picked Jonathan Taylor because I was like, dude, take Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> He's the number one running back in fantasy right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Zeke or no, Dak? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about who they play. The Chiefs. What's his projected? Yep. Let's have a look. 24. Uh, listen, they're going to throw a whole lot against that freaking porous defense. Oh, my gosh. Doing? They're ranked 31st against quarterbacks. I will give Dak Prescott a solid 31 points. I was going to go 29. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot. Yep. yep. All right, let's see if we can get some receivers here. To round oh, it in. Pain. Good. Justin. Um, they play Green Bay. What is his projected? Seventeen. Oof, that's painful. You know what? Cook has not been all that this season. They've had a hard time running. Uh, he did post a lot of points against the Clippers. Oh, Clippers. Ha <laughs> ha. Chargers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, against the Chargers. I'm going to go 16. I'll go 21. I'll go the opposite way. Okay. We'll pick one more and then round it out. Give us a receiver. All right, AJ Brown to round it out. Um, Yuck. Oh, Houston? Ooh, oof. How is Houston against Wilder? I'm going to go 22. Uh, I'm going to go 22. I don't know. They struggled against the Saints. He only had three points. Ouch. Uh, what's your projected, sir? 16. They give up 36 to receivers. Um, 18. 18 sounds fine. 18 sounds fine. I don't feel like I'm undercutting or I don't feel like yeah. I'm giving him too much. All right. And yeah, we'll stop there and tally it up and see who wins. Sweet. I like it. All right, everybody. That has been a, another episode of Armchair GMs. Uh, message us with questions, complaints, trade offers. Uh, literally anything on the table. We are starting to get really close to playoff time, and those little moves right before playoffs are incredibly important. Um, so let us know, shoot us a message, or just come see us next Wednesday at 5. Bye, Later. guys.